Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey His command to watch therefore and be ready. For you don't know the hour of the day your Lord is coming. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. Messiah Jesus is coming for His people any moment. I'm so thankful to be with you once again on the program Watch Therefore. And today we're going to pick back up on our teaching series on covenant and prophecy. We're in the prophecy portion of that series. It's very important. It's very urgent for everyone on the earth today. And certainly for we who are together on the program Watch Therefore today. Let's start off with a word of prayer. O oh, Father in heaven, in our great Messiah Yeshua, our Lord Jesus' name, Please bless all of our viewers. Please bless this time together. Help us to have eyes that can see and ears that can hear. We thank you, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen. Well, for review's sake, remember in Matthew chapter 23, at the very end, our Messiah Jesus warns Jerusalem of impending judgment. Judgment because the city of the great king has rejected the great king by and large, and also uh, has turned away from God so many times over so many years. Great judgment would come. And he starts off by saying, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you have killed the prophets, stoned the prophets, and those sent to you. And, and, and so there are many Bible prophecy teachers that, uh, that disregard that. They don't teach that is part of Matthew chapter 24. Remember, the Bible didn't start off with chapter and verse breaks, but it's so important to rightly understand Matthew chapter 24 to, to realize Jerusalem is at the, at the center of this. And so then in Matthew 24, uh, the disciples come to Messiah Jesus uh, and, and they talk to him about this judgment, especially that of the temple and he gives the prophecy of the temple being destroyed, which we historically can look back and say, yes, that prophecy was fulfilled in 70 AD. And, and then uh, the disciples ask him, what will be the signs of the end of the age, the sign of his coming to set up the throne of David? We understand that that's what they're asking him. When are you going to set up the throne of David? Because of our teaching of the David covenant, that one would come and sit on the throne of David in Jerusalem and his reign and rule would be forever and and Messiah Jesus then speaks of many things that will happen down through the centuries but the end is not yet then he speaks of four birth pangs let's look at that again together for nation will rise up against nation kingdom against kingdom and there will be famines pestilences and earthquakes in various places all these are the beginning of sorrows sorrows is an English way 
an old English way of saying birth pangs. These are the four birth pangs, and I've taught extensively on those on the program. And, and then next, as we pick up for today's teaching, the tribulation begins. This is a period of seven years. We know that from Daniel uh, chapter 9. This is a period of seven years, the final seven years, that will lead up to Messiah Jesus coming to sit on the throne of David. It begins in verse 9. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. So folks, we are in this time now of the birth pangs that will greatly intensify in the time of the tribulation period. And it is in this window of time that somewhere in here, just before the tribulation, the great catching away, we call it in English, the rapture will take place. The apostle Paul said, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and trumpet of God, the dead in Messiah will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up and together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the earth. And so shall we always be with the Lord. Those words caught up in the Greek, translated into the Latin version of the Bible, rapturo is where we get the word in English, rapture. will be caught up in that time. And yes, I do strongly lean towards a pre-tribulation rapture. And understanding Jerusalem helps us do that. And I'll show you why if you'll stay with me. Because there's a passage in Matthew 24 that is terribly misinterpreted and wrongly taught to be the rapture. And it's not. It's the second coming of Messiah Jesus when we have already been raptured and come back with him. Well, why doesn't he say that in Matthew 24? Well, there are things the Lord says that, that show us that the rapture will take place and even point to mysteriously to a pre-trib rapture. But the Lord unfolds these things through the Apostle Paul in great detail with regard to the rapture. And Paul's ministry comes after the Gospels. Okay, so let me continue through this teaching and get to that passage I was just telling you about. And we'll continue from there. So we see the tribulation begins in Matthew 24, 9. And then down to verse 21, he calls it the great tribulation. The tribulation intensifies and the second half is even worse greater than the first for then there will be great tribulation such has not been since the beginning of the world until this time no nor ever shall be you don't want to be here for that no you don't want to be here for that and, and and he speaks of these events taking place in the tribulation and the great tribulation and then if you go down to verse 29 immediately after the tribulation of those days the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear from heaven, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. See, now we're getting into this section that post-tribulation rapture uh, friends of ours teach as, uh, the, they teach this is the rapture when it's not, and I'll explain why in just a moment. Verse 31, and he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. See, in actuality, this is when we return with Messiah Jesus, having already been raptured. Well, where do we see that? A great cross reference of this is in Revelation chapter 19. 
beginning in verse 7, we're already in heaven, born-again believers in Messiah Jesus. We've already been raptured. Beginning in verse 7, let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, Right, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true things of God. And I, this is the Apostle John, falls at this angel's feet. And I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, See that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. See how important Bible prophecy is, folks? Now I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God and the armies in heaven. That's us, folks. And the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written King of Kings and Hallelujah, Lord of Lords. You see, we've already gone to that place. In John chapter 14, Messiah Jesus says he's going to prepare a place for us. And that he would come and get us and take us to that place. And we go through the judgment seat of Christ and all the unrighteous acts of the flesh are burned off the judgment seat of Christ. And all that remains are the righteous acts of the saints. And there's marriage ceremony. This marriage ceremony in heaven takes place. And we return with Messiah Jesus, which is what you looked at with me in Matthew chapter 24. Let's go back to Matthew 24 now. In verse 31 we see where the Lord is returning and here's some confusion that we can clear up right now. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. You see, the post-tribulation rapture friends of ours say that this is the elect. This is the born-again believers in Messiah Jesus experiencing a rapture. But we don't go to heaven. No, we make like a holy U-turn. We go up and then come right back down. And, and, and so I call it a holy U-turn, but it's not because it doesn't take place this way. This isn't the way the word of God is truly fulfilled. And, and, and so I ask my post-tribulation rapture friends, I say, well, when do we go to that place he's been preparing for us and how do we get there? Because the rapture is the only escalator to that place, to heaven, to be with the Lord at that time to receive our crowns and our positions and then return with him like we saw in Matthew, uh, in Matthew uh, 24, but also in Revelation chapter 19. So let's clear this up. Who are these elect that are being called from the four winds, the north, the south, the east, and the west? Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 11. In verse 11, Isaiah 11 it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall send his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people who are left from Assyria and Egypt, from Pathros and Cush, from Elam and Shinar, from Hamath and the islands of the sea. Verse 12, he will set up a banner for the nations and will assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather 
together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners or four winds of the earth, the north, the south, the east, and the west. Remember, Matthew 24, in large part, is about Matthew chapter 23's warning to Jerusalem, to the Jews. This is the time of Jacob's trouble in the tribulation. And when Messiah Jesus returns, we know from our covenant teaching and part of our prophecy teaching that the Lord will redeem a remnant from Israel. Yet there will be some Jewish people still scattered in the nations that will receive Jesus as Lord when he returns. And the four winds and the elect being called from the north, south, east, and west, spoken of in Matthew 24, when we return with him, that's not the rapture. That's the Jewish people still scattered in the nations being brought back to Israel, to the holy city, Jerusalem, to celebrate the great king as they receive Messiah, Jesus as Lord. This is the truth of the prophetic word. And this is making right something that's taught kind of wrong. And I pray that you receive it as well. Now, we'll be back in just a moment. And we like to end each segment this way. Remember to watch therefore and be ready. Messiah Jesus is coming for us. I'm so thankful for our Watch Therefore message that's stirring the lukewarm out of their terrible condition and challenging the lost with the urgency that they need to receive Messiah Jesus as Lord today while there's yet a little time. And through our Watch Therefore media, the message is spreading all over the world into 200 countries, 200 million homes. Hallelujah, the whole world is hearing Watch therefore and be ready. Myself and our ministry partner, John McTurnan, co-founded the ministry Blessing Israeli Believers. We've learned that one of the best ways to bless Israel is to bless Israeli believers in Messiah Yeshua, our Lord Jesus. They're getting out the gospel, making disciples, planting believing congregations, saving babies from abortion, helping Holocaust survivors in the name of Messiah Yeshua, and much more. You can participate. You can partner with us. Remember, one of the best ways to bless Israel is to bless Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus. The Apostle Paul was thankful that his life was poured out like a sacrifice on the altar of the faith of the believers in Messiah Jesus at Philippi and all believers in Messiah Jesus. And in the same way, we want to be poured out for the nations of the world. We do mission trips into Africa and other places. We're praying about going to India this year, 2019, in October, with the gospel and discipleship and the Watch Therefore message. And also, we have a church plant in Texas. Exciting things are going on, and you can join us. We can be poured out for the nations together. As you can imagine, our Watch Therefore Media, Blessing Israeli Believers, and Poured Out for the Nations Ministries cost a lot of money. And as I go to talk about finances, first let me say this. If you haven't yet received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please do not send any money into this ministry. It's our strong desire that you would simply be our guests on the program today, enjoy what you're watching, and receive Jesus as Lord today. But for those of you who are born again, you're watching for this King to come. And part of that is being a good steward over the resources He's given you. And you're looking for places to lay your treasures up in heaven. Here's a good place. We would ask you to prayerfully consider joining us in partnership with Watch Therefore Ministries. You know, 
uh, I can't do this alone. And my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And we trust him to raise up viewers from the Watch Therefore Media that will want to faithfully participate in this great kingdom of Jesus work. So go to watchtherefore.tv. There you can find also links for blessing Israeli believers, poured out for the nations, explanations about all these things. And you can join with us in partnering with Watch Therefore. We also want to give people an opportunity to prayerfully partner with our ministry. You know, prayer is the engine that helps this ministry go forward. And the Lord may put on your heart to become a prayer partner for Watch Therefore Ministries, blessing Israeli believers poured out for the nations. So what you can do is go to watchtherefore.tv, sign up for our monthly newsletters. There also, you can find out what you're supporting, what you're sowing into for those who are financially partnering with the ministry. Now back to the program. Remember, watch therefore and be ready. My name is Odette Shoshani. I pastor a Messianic congregation in the heart of Jerusalem called Melech Amlachim. And this is my wife, Sandy, who is the National Director of Bad Chaim, Israel Pro-Life. And we both like to thank you for your support of the ministries that we're serving through blessing Israeli believers. Bless you. Welcome back to Watch Therefore. We're continuing in our teaching in the book of Colossians. It's so important to know the Word of God and to know His ways in this hour as we watch for Him and prepare for His coming for us in the clouds. And, and so the book of Colossians, written by this very Jewish apostle Paul, who's under Roman incarceration, and I like to say also that he's under the inspiration of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit of the living God. He's writing to the Colossian believers in Messiah Jesus. Now, in this part of Colossians, Paul is talking about the order in the family. And you, and you might think, well, isn't this a, a Bible prophecy television show? Isn't this a show that teaches us about the coming of the Lord? Yes. And you're going to be very happy that your family is in order when you first lay eyes on this Messiah, Jesus, and he lays eyes personally on you face to face. You're going to be very glad that your family was in order and, and, and not very happy if it has not been in order. And, and so we've spoken about the role of the wife with the husband and the husband with the wife. Now we're going to look at children and the, also the role of the father with children. In Colossians chapter 3, uh, verse 20, Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. We live in a generation where children rule households, where children are, are, are just growing up in, in such a crazy manner. But let's take a look at Ephesians to see how important it is that children honor their parents. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And he also goes on into verse 4, and you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. So we see here that with regard to the the children and, and how they are with their parents, he even references the Ten Commandments here. Paul does writing to the Ephesians and says 
that, that it will go well with them and they will live long on the earth. And by implication, if they don't honor, honor their parents, they don't obey their parents, that it will not go well with them and it will either stunt their lifespan on this earth. Wow. Wow, it's very serious to the Lord. And, and, and so we need to remember to train our children up in the word of the living God. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 6, beginning in verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to, the, to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Listen, it's important to discipline our children. Uh, I know we live in a world that has all these unbiblical and even anti-biblical ways to raise children. But the reality is the Bible says foolishness is bound up in the heart of the child and the rod will drive it far from them. And whether that rod is like a wooden spoon or a switch from a tree, whatever it is, there's a place the Lord has created on the body of children. They're behind where we need to be disciplined. But even that is in love and, and, and that won't be enough. Without teaching the Word of God, we need to teach the Bible, the ways of the Lord, to our children. And and I want to tell you something. Um, these days, parents who are nominal Christians and don't know the Bible for themselves, they raise up children who don't know the Word of God and don't know the ways of God. It's our responsibility, especially fathers, to teach our children the Word of God. I did that from the time my children were little and are walking with the Lord today. Oh, hallelujah. And as we go back from Ephesians and Deuteronomy back to Colossians, let's look at at this in Colossians 3 as the admonition is for fathers here. Beginning in verse 21, uh, fathers do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. It's so important that we raise these children up in love, that even when they're disciplined, they're disciplined in love. As they're instructed in the Bible, They're instructed in love. Our Father in heaven chastens us. And listen to this as we think about the love of a father. What father doesn't chasten a son whom he loves? When I would discipline my children with a rod when they were coming up, now they're grown, but I would hug them and love them and tell them I do that because I love them, and I I did. And so we're not supposed to do that in anger. Why? That would provoke our children to wrath that would provoke our children and and so all that we do needs to be from an attitude and a position of love a platform of love and so we see the 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 role of fathers and husbands listen these are the two most difficult jobs on the earth i believe uh, because we need to do them at a standard of godliness that will produce fruit and what is the fruit an orderly godly home and a wife and children who love the Lord and walk in the order of the Lord. And I I have heard a term in church I like to use, the three Ps, priest, prophet, pastor. This is who we're to be in our home to our wives and our children. A priest goes to God for the people. A prophet goes to the people for God. And a pastor lovingly shepherds, right? And that's what we're to do with our wife and our children as fathers were to be priests prophets and pastors in 
our home. And, and, and let me say this, maybe, and, and certainly let me say all of us have failed to one degree or another in this. And, and maybe you've failed miserably. Know this, you have a Father in heaven who loves you. If you're born again in Messiah Jesus, you have a relationship with our Father in heaven. And you can repent right where you are. There's a saying I love, grace meets anyone and everyone where they are, if you'll accept it. And grace never leaves you there. How do you get this grace? How, how can you be forgiven, not only for uh, mistakes in your home, but also the sins that we've all committed against God and against other people? First, you have to be forgiven for your sins by receiving Jesus as Lord. Why? Because he lived a sinless life. In this earth, God the Son, the only begotten Son of God, became a man, walked on this earth with no sin. Why is that so important? That he would be qualified then to take our sins upon himself. The innocent paid for the sins of the guilty. Oh, hallelujah. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. What does it mean to believe in him? He said this, you have to repent. You have to change your mind about your sin, turn away from your sin and believe in the gospel. What is the gospel? That good news I just mentioned that Messiah Jesus died on the cross for our sins and excuse me, hallelujah, on the third day, he rose from the grave. And if you haven't done so today, you can receive him as Lord and he'll forgive you for every sin that you've committed. There's no sin he won't forgive you of. And you can receive him as Lord today. No matter what you've done, you can receive him as Lord. The only sin he won't forgive is that blasphemy against the Holy Spirit that when he's revealing himself to you and showing himself very clearly and making this true in your own heart that you understand it, if someone would then say no, because then there's no, no way else to be forgiven other than Jesus. And if you reject that, you have no hope. Receive him as Lord today. Cry out to him, oh Jesus, Lord, forgive me for the mistakes in my home and, and for all the sins I've committed. Forgive me, Lord Jesus. Save me. Give me a new heart. Give me a new mind. Help me to live a life that honors God our Father in heaven. If you're doing that, he's forgiving you now. He's giving you a new life now. And, and I want to pray for you. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, for those who are receiving you now, please forgive, heal, raise up, and bless. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. And, and if you're doing that now, we have a free brochure we'd like to send to you. How to begin my new life in Christ. Oh, please contact us. Please let us know that you've received the Lord today. We want to get this out to you to help you with some of the first steps in believing in Jesus as our Savior. For everyone who's watching today, walk in the blessings and love of our Father in heaven and Messiah Jesus. And remember, watch therefore and be ready. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. 
We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day. His sword will go forth to take back and re-